Hey guys, welcome to the debrief after our episode with uh, Farcaster. Okay, I've got the Farcaster app downloaded, mm-hmm. David. We just got access to that right um, before the episode. I'm I'm uh, logging in right yeah, now. Yeah, pull it up. Um, I think the the funny thing I, I've I, the first thought I had with Farcaster is like all these features in here are just like an amalgamation of all the other social media apps that looks are like out Twitter, there. Like Twitter, right? It looks like Twitter. It looks like Instagram. It looks like Facebook. It's like just mostly Twitter, most, though. Wouldn't you mostly say mostly Twitter? Mostly Twitter. I mean, this is almost like it's got the. It, it almost looks exactly like the Twitter mobile experience. Instead of tweets, yeah. they're called casts, and then you have yeah. casts. I'm not sure replies. how how well that casts tweet. I think tweets is better than cast. Sure. Uh, let me cast it. I feel like I'm doing a spell. I just casted. I'm gonna go cast. <laughs> I'm casting. I'm going, I'm Get ready casting. for my cast. <laughs> but like maybe tweet sounded Can you really cast me. <laughs> do, tweet sounded really weird in the early days too. Do you know no, uh, when uh, Dan joined Twitter? Fun fact. Dan mm-hmm. Romero, our guest, mm-hmm. 2007, very early account. He got like, DWR. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so I joined in 2008, um, and I didn't use Twitter for like, I don't know, five years, 10 years, until I got into crypto, yeah. whenever that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember tweeting like three times in college and then just not doing Twitter at all until crypto. It was so funny. I didn't. It was just always such a noisy place for me. And Dan was right. Mm-hmm. In the early days of Twitter, it was very stupid. Um, oh, yeah. Like there weren't communities of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was updates. It, it like I remember the Twitter prompt was what's happening right early days, right. and so people just say things about their day, mm-hmm. getting a coffee, mm-hmm. um, you know, going traveling to the airport, whatever you're doing. Which is funny because now that's what Instagram stories do are. Yeah, <laughs> that's what people do with Instagram stories. And they're, but they're better at that, aren't they? Um, that yeah, expression yeah, the, of what's happening video, is yeah. much better yeah. portrayed on uh, Instagram. Tw- t- Twitter mm-hmm. is much better when you want to say something mm-hmm. loud and see who agrees I've, I've with you. I've uh, heard uh, the line that like Twitter is for people that want to flex their brains and Instagram is for people that want to flex their bodies. <laughs> I, I think that's true. Do you know Sam Harris um, has compared Twitter to not a public square so much, but a coliseum is more mm-hmm. what it's become where yeah. different uh, tribes... Fight. Yeah, they, they bring out their champion and then they battle them to the death while the crowds <laughs> around the coliseum like cheer. You know, and there's like arms are if if you're not entertaining your your fans will find a different champion yeah and basically it's just you know the crowds kind of looking for blood sport uh that's sort of what twitter's become and i think at its worst that is what it is um at least i don't think that's a productive um place to be but at its best man it's so great at knowledge sharing isn't it yeah 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 uh, yeah. Getting like, the call. Twitter is a requirement, especially in the, as the bull, heat of the bull market like peaks. Like you have to be on Twitter because that's the fastest information there is. Yeah. So my question is to you. I'm in Farcaster right now. Let's mm-hmm. let's be objective about it. Um, we heard the potential. All very cool. Uh, why would you use this though? I I tweeted. I sorry. I casted my first <laughs> cast. Um. Yesterday, I said, hello, world. Can mm-hmm. this app help me go bankless? Um, and then I got, not bad, uh, 15 replies, 16 replies. Oh, that's pretty good. Or how many bots? No bots. There's no bots no here. No bots? That's, the, okay. I know I know you're asking probably more higher level. Yeah, like, why adopt yes. this? But like the answer to that is that Twitter is absolutely broken. Like I was 
cautiously optimistic that Elon Musk could come in and improve Twitter. And uh, it has, ever since his leadership, it has broken in more ways than I ever thought possible. Yeah. Well, what ways specifically? Spam? More spam? Well, for, more first bots. off, bots and spam. But mainly, like, finding accounts. Like, so you know how you would, like, type at, and then, like, I was t- tweeting out the Arbitrum live stream that ha- is going on later today, and I r- literally wrote in at Arbitrum, and the Twitter account for Arbitrum is at Arbitrum, nothing, nothing more. And I would write in Arbitrum, and it would never populate. It would, like, like spam accounts, it, spam accounts. I'm, and then I'm typing in, like, Ben. I'm trying to find our Ben, Ben G-O-V. I want to tag him. And it's like, I follow Ben. Yeah. And the suggestions of who, which Ben it wants, it thinks I want to tag are Bens I do not follow <laughs> that I've never heard of. And, like, I did, like, first off, the spam problem minor is bends. broken. We want the But ben. just, like, the they're not even showing me the accounts that I actually follow in my suggested mentions that I'm trying to mention. It's like, I didn't know that that could break. Yeah. Well, post, post Musk, I, I will say Twitter UX has gotten worse. Not, not significantly I think saying worse? it's gotten worse is, like, a massive understatement. Really? Yeah. So you think it's gotten a lot worse? I think it's gotten, it's gotten, it's broken in every single way that I use it. I've done less of it just for that very reason of kind of this increasing rec, uh, recognition that it is a coliseum and I'm just kind of tired of the blood sport right. and tired of being uh-huh. sort of a gladiator in the ring. And uh, that's increasingly how people are using it. Um, it's not. It's been like part of your New Year's resolution a little or bit. for 2023. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's just, I feel like I wasted too much time on Twitter last year and didn't get the value out of it. And that was not true in my yeah. earlier days in crypto. Um, but, but. I don't. That's a more fundamental issue it, that was there pre-Musk. You're saying just like the, the the features of the thing don't even work anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also saying that, but I I will I'll, I will suggest that perhaps Ryan, it was 2022 that you should have stepped out of Twitter because so far 2023 has been a lot more really. Was <laughs> I'm stepping out during the good times? No, yeah. it's still. I, I guess so, David. I mean, but even even now, I mean, I don't have the energy to. Um, debate with people about ultrasound money of ETH. Like, do you know, like, uh, so I've been just tweeting some things like ETH went ultrasound, um, Mm -hmm. yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just, you know, all sorts of maximalist type Bitcoin maximalist replies of like, what is the meaning of ultrasound? What a stupid meme. Right, right, right. Uh, well, I don't know why you pay, you give time a day to, to those people. I guess this is just going to be a debrief about what Ryan and David have tweeted about recently. But yesterday I tweeted out, uh, me in 2018, convincing Bitcoin maxis about Ethereum is going to be so hard. Me today, Bitcoin maxis are completely irrelevant. I totally agree. That's why I just, I'm setting it to ignore. I'm doing, I guess what I'm doing a bit more of is broadcasting mm-hmm. and not reading comments. And that, yeah. that makes me sad, but it's just because. Yeah, because your community wants you to talk to them. Yeah, it's just because there's such a low um, signal to noise ratio right now. Okay, but mm-hmm. you tweeted that on Twitter. You didn't cast that on Farcaster. Why? Right. Because uh, I have 175,000 followers on Twitter. Distribution. On Farcaster. Right? Distribution. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what's not there with, with Farcaster right now. And are the features, are the other things kind of enough? If it's a Twitter clone-ish, but it has NFTs and it has your on-chain history and some cool crypto features... And it works and there's less spam and there's an identity type system. Is that enough for you to kind of switch? Um, that's 
I think question. like I adopted Twitter way back when because uh, I was a big Reddit person. Like Twitter wasn't a really big thing in crypto and until like 2017, 2018. Um, and then further into the bear market, like Reddit was the place for a Is while. Is that where you learned? Uh, that's where I learned. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then I got on Twitter because that's kind of was the natural progression of things. But that's because the quality of conversation so and the change. discourse and the learning was just present there. Yeah. And like, if I go into Farcaster and like, even though there's not many people there, like the people who are there are people that I deeply resonate with. Like it was the first thing, thing I saw when I opened up Farcaster was Tim Bako tweet, tweeting about the KCG ceremony. Casting. Casting. <laughs> Casting about they the just KCG. Call it tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, this is exactly content that I want and also discussion that I want. Um, and so like, if that's what's present there and consistently it's there instead of Twitter or at least like, the good quality uh, discourse on Twitter is being drowned out by bots and it's not happening on fast Farcaster. That's like a pretty strong incentive, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's somebody called Trustless here. Yeah, so so quality of the network. I, look, one thing I really like about this approach is that it's uh, just squarely targeting crypto natives. It's just not trying to do the mass adoption thing um, because we are the, the ones who are going to actually appreciate on-chain data and the yeah. NFT features. And right. you start with kind of one community and expand from there. And he he went back to sort of Facebook's rollout, which was just like university campus, one campus to another campus, and it started at the Ivy Leagues, you know, like the the top elite right. schools, and they kind of expanded mm -hmm. to the other EDUs after that. And they kind of cornered the the student market, and then after that, they right. just generally expanded. Right. Really smart approach. Um, I think starting with the crypto niche is the absolute right niche. It's a it's a pretty mm -hmm. good bet, and if apps like this can build features for us, then, um, yeah, I think, I think they will take over at least with niche communities and then sort of expand from there. Yeah. And also the crypto Twitter community needs it the most because like the spam bots are because of us, like it's because of crypto. Yeah, it's, like, I, I don't think the spam bots are tweeting out like the rock climbing community. There's, there's lots of propaganda type bots trying to get political messages and that sort of thing. But like, if you're yeah. talking about the, there's obviously, um, I think people in, in crypto are actively gaming bots to um, pump, pump tokens. Prices. And yeah. that is an economic incentive that doesn't exist as strongly elsewhere. And yeah. certainly the, the, the pure spam, Vitalik giveaway type bots, that is 100% that is right. crypto. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah. I do think that's true. One other, one other thought I had going through this is, and a question we didn't really get to, is um, what does Dan think the threat is so what if Twitter just added these features? You know, uh, what if they just started adding the NF view, NFT view on-chain data type of um, features? What if they found some way to convert where you could press a button and kind of convert my at Ryan S. Adams into a Ethereum identity so it's registered in the smart contract? Like... What if they did what Farcaster is going to do, and then they have the kind of the network effect? Right. So they they do what they did to Clubhouse to Farcaster. Exactly. It was like they just absorb the features. Exactly. Yeah. Um. I so like there again. There's going to be two responses. There's like okay. There's the high level like strategy philosophical approach, and then there's also like, but are they actually going to do it? Because Twitter's a mess right now, and Elon Musk can't execute. Right. Um. I think. Like crypto startups in the crypto world move so incredibly fast. And also like, I don't think a web two company can come and build 
products for Web2 users that are actually resonant with what Web3, or excuse me, Web3 users that are actually resonant with what Web3 users want? Because the only people that know what Web3 users want are Web3 people. And Web3 people don't stay satisfied in their jobs at Web2. They go and build brand new things. Like oh, they start, they are a founder of stuff, like perhaps a founder of something called Farcaster. And so like the appetite and the resonance of who's going to build these products, I think is going to be crypto native. And I think they're going to be able to move faster in a more high fidelity relationship with their users than anyone in, in Web2 could ever do. Have you ever heard, um, have you ever read that uh, Chris Dixon piece on strong and weak technologies? Mm, probably, but I it's forgot good. it. Let me, uh, let me actually share this. Uh, uh, so he makes the distinction that the post is called strong and weak technologies, but um, he makes the distinction that um, you know, every technology kind of comes with a, a strong form and a weak form. Mm. And kind of the weak form is more the sort of the, the hybrid form, the thing that everyone thinks is going to be successful at first because it was similar to kind of the previous model, but uh -huh. actually turns out to be the very weak form. So, uh, so like a dial up instead of broadband or whatever? Kind of, yeah. Or like, here's an example. Internet through telephones instead of internet. Yeah, telephone. here's an example of like when the internet was coming out, everyone thought the big deal would be private intranets internal mm -hmm. to the company, you know? Like there was mm -hmm. this tool set called uh, Microsoft SharePoint all of these companies were using. Uh, and that's the weak version of the internet. These sort of, or like, let's take blockchain as an example. Um, do you remember the uh, blockchain, not Bitcoin sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, <laughs> let's just use blockchain technology, the weak form of it, which is sort of like a centralized database. Accounting, accounting system. Yeah. Yes. And so you've got the strong form, which is the private internet and uh, or the weak form, which is the private internet, and the strong form, which is the public internet. And then you have other examples here, like um, a weak form of uh, an a encyclopedia on the internet is expert-created encyclopedia. So let's just take our Encarta encyclopedia that was in physical form, right. the books, and put and that online. Websites, yeah. Well, actually, the full strong version of that technology on the internet is Wikipedia, isn't it? Right. Uh, or the early days of the internet when we had um, video tech. For media, it was like the real player. There's some kind of ways to do video online. Well, mm -hmm. the strong form of that on the internet is actually something like YouTube, where you're using mm -hmm. the distribution and and kind of user-generated content side of things in the strong version. Uh, anyway, I think that the the reason I brought that up is because um, wow, this is a this is kind of trippy. Uh, <laughs> how do I stop sharing? <laughs> stop. Um, the reason I brought that up is because. I think that the Twitters, the Instagram, and and like Facebooks and the TikToks will have a very hard. Uh, they they will they will be very challenged to put together the strong version of what Web three yeah. social media looks like. I think that's right. So they'll take their weak ass version. Well, they'll take their existing Web two version and they'll add kind of just weak ass kind of pieces mm -hmm. to it. Um, mm -hmm. But in order to get the strong version, you have to like go all in on it you have to like right. change up your business model you have to right. completely like get off the drip of ad dependency right. you have to build an entire it's protocol a, it, it's a new con it's a new company it's a new construction of a company 100 percent, and it's a whole way of kind of thinking and designing the thing and so that is why whenever someone tells me that um at least in this space that uh web3 social will just get clubhoused by twitter mm -hmm. and instagram but I, to I totally don't buy it. I think 
Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be Farcaster or Lens or Deso or something that comes after, mm-hmm. but I know that there is a strong version of Web3 Social mm-hmm. that somebody's going to build, and it's not. It ain't going to come from Meta. That's for sure. Right. Right. And I, and I think if you look at the what's being done here, like topologically, that makes sense, right? Because Clubhouse is an app. It was a thing, which was room with voice. And that's a service that was provided. And so Twitter just copied that service. Yep. What Farcaster is doing is not an app that can be built on top exactly. of Twitter. It is a protocol that is below Twitter. Yep. It's on the basement, right? So it's winning a thumb war here. And that's that's why like this whole client-centric design that I, I like was gushing about on the podcast that's what really excites me about this whole thing because that's resonant with like the whole crypto renaissance thesis where we have instead of one social media protocol or application, we have a social media protocol and a Cambrian explosion of applications that hook into that protocol in their own particular way. Um, I don't know if you ever played the, um, what was that ZK game? Uh, the Dark Forest, remember it, that? No, I, remember the, yeah, yeah, the Dark Forest game. It was basically like the zero knowledge game, very primitive, very proof of concept, um, and you would just like move your spaceship, you would find planets, pull out resources, you run into and find more planets, run into other, other, uh, people playing the same game. And it, anyways, the idea is that that was actually based off a very primitive ZK technology on a blockchain. But the cool, th- the thought experiment there was like, you could actually just reskin that game to be like spaceships in space or like pirates on a sea or with the same like, underlying reskin, resources. reskin the game to any sort of like front end UX UI. And that's like how people need to think about the like social media protocols is there, there's a bunch of data down there and it's up to the clients to like surface what data in what way about how or about who with what algorithms to their to the surface yeah. and be the digestion for all that crazy amount of data. And the more clients there are, the more data is going back down to the protocol. Mm-hmm. And how the fuck is Twitter going to do any of that yeah. without, without like, that's not just like, oh, Clubhouse came 100%. out, let's put in their app. No, like you don't, that is not something you can just copy. 100%. And what the cool thing about it, the refreshing thing about it is um, back to let's make the internet weird again. It's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to breed a much weirder, more interesting internet. Because the problem with kind of the big... Because of competition. Yeah, the big uh, Disneyland uh, social media networks is that the only innovation that's created is is created internally. Or once in a while, some right. startup comes up with a good idea, and then one of the big they, they tech buy it they'll either it. buy it, copy it. Exactly. Um, and, and discourage further innovation. Exactly. It, but but this is kind of it's back to the original kind of web 1.0 of anybody mm-hmm. can build against this thing and it's we're mm-hmm. going to get all these weird experiments because right. there's you know tens of thousands of developers around the world kind of hacking on this uh so mm-hmm. it's going to produce a much ripper a richer tapestry much more organic right. weirder internet yes. that it optimizes for emergence which is just the words yes. that make me just hot and bothered me too it's like that that's what's very exciting and i i think that um this is, again is why it's so frustrating for regulators to kind of quash this. Do you know how regulators are very anti-monopoly and that sort of thing? The best right. way to cure your monopoly problems is to introduce competition, disruptive competition that's going to go kill your mm-hmm. mon- lop, you know, kill your monopolies. Uh, and so when you quash Web three and you quash try to quash crypto, you hold that back, um, and it's right. very anti-consumer. Right. Um, I guess maybe uh, another question I have for you though is so Farcaster wants to be this protocol that everyone builds on top of, but so does Lens and so does Deso mm-hmm. and who knows right. what else everybody wants to be the protocol. This is back to kind of the 
the quote unquote challenge of having uh, so many chains, right? And kind of like mm -hmm. the multi-chain world of things. Well, mm -hmm. um, we lose standardization that way. Uh, I mean, like if everyone wants to be kind of the the central protocol for the world, then things fragment. Right. So right. how do you think that plays out? Are they just competing against one another for uh, right. the, the, the big pie, which is kind of some network effect, 80% market share sort of thing? Well, I think it's it's far more socially legitimate for social for networks for protocols to have monopolies over companies, like credibly neutral protocols. Credibly neutral protocols, right? That's actually kind of the point. That's like the pro protocol sync thesis, like that that has in that article in that whole thesis. It, it has like, well, these protocols are monopolistic, but we're cool with that because they're public goods. Yes. Like, does air? have a monopoly on us? Does water monopoly have a monopoly on us? 100% <laughs> it has a monopoly on us. And that's kind of like the vibe of these like these public goods that we are trying to create. They're so like, long as no one can capture it. So long as no one can capture right. it, it actually behooves us to it to be the one dominant protocol because if there's only one social media protocol, it's actually more useful. That's the festival of the commons effect where like it actually becomes more useful the more people use it. And so we actually want it to have a monopoly so long as it is credibly neutral. It doesn't benefit any one particular person. We all have admin access, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I agree with that. And yet it still means that there's a war that's going to happen oh, yeah. for that space. Pro well, that's what crypto is, man. The protocol wars. They're all crypto economic protocol it's wars. It's evolution. It's survival of the fittest. It's only mm -hmm. kind of the strongest, sorry, it's only the best fit that really survive. Mm -hmm. And that's how these social media protocols will compete too. Um, mm -hmm. I think we'll spend some time maybe later going to some of the other uh, social media, uh, social network protocols that are out there like Lens and, and mm -hmm. Deso, but uh, we wanted to get yeah. Farcaster in. Deso is making a big bet that you can put everything on chain. They are, I think, that's I a, think that's, that's I bet. think they're putting a lot more on chain than Farcaster. I, 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 oh yeah, Farcaster is, is chain minimalism and Deso is chain maximalism. Yes, and Lens seems to be somewhat in the middle, in the middle which yeah. is interesting uh -huh. to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, all these great approaches. I'm I left very excited about oh, yeah. social media. I, like, and by the way, my background is I remember in 2018 I was a hater of the concept of decentralized social media and quote unquote Web three because I thought it wasn't real. Because at that time it really mm -hmm. wasn't real. People were talking really about yeah. stupid things mm -hmm. like Uber and the blockchain. Let's just disrupt Facebook. Right. Yeah, and right, I was right. like, get to the money use case. Well, now <laughs> now we're ready. We've got right. the money use case. Now we have the money. It's the flywheels yeah. going. Which also brought the people. Which also brought the people, which also you know makes even kind of use cases for Web3 Social actually work. Right. So for, for me, it wasn't mm -hmm. that Web3 Social couldn't be a thing. It was just like the wrong, yeah, order, of wrong order of operations. Uh, and now it's time. So uh, and again, I say it's time. It's going to take a long time still. But like I see it now. Like Farcaster is yeah. so much cooler than Peepeth. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Peepeth was an experiment. Uh, it depends on what you mean by like long time. I could see this being significant inside of five years. I think I think so. I think in five years it could be significant. I think in ten years, I mean the joke of like this back is this is probably Twitter in two thousand seven. The, these kinds of things. And by the way, Bankless Nation, yeah. you should go try these things right now. Go go get your handles. What what's yeah. uh, Dan's handle on Twitter? A three three word handles is like. Three word handle, yeah. Uh, three letter handle, excuse me, is worth a lot yeah. right now. Right. And uh, you can get these with these. And by the way, they will be immutable smart contract handles. 
It's right. kind of badass. Forever. Go collect them. Forever. Go collect them all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, maybe we could end it there. I th- the, uh, my, la- my here. I'll sign off with this. Is like I remember like learning about ENS way back in the day, and I was like, man, those ENS handles are gonna get worth be worth a lot. I'll only mint one. <laughs> <laughs> but was it a good one? What'd you get? David Hoffman because David has yeah. already taken. That's why, guys, you don't follow David and I for the trades. You follow us for the thesis, so you can make the trades. Yeah, you do the trades. We're, we're busy doing podcasts, okay? We we do podcasts. <laughs> we just have ideas. We just ne- we always fail to execute our best ideas. Our ideas are great, but we just execute on podcasts, not on trades. I do own some meat, though. I'll, I'll give myself credit for that. Got some meat. Yes, that was the one. That was the one. <laughs> so sometimes you just need one. Yeah. You know? All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed the debrief. Right. Thanks. Good debrief.